Bonjour, Life Sparklers. It's Claire. Welcome on the Integral Air Life podcast and thanks for listening. Here we explore stories, wisdom and tools for transforming resistance into resilience, quitting stress and living the life you choose. My guest today is a free spirit woman who used her life story as fuel to build the life and business she loves. Her life today is full of traveling, connecting, and supporting others. She is a leadership coach and a women's burnout and resilience mentor. She helps driven entrepreneurs and professionals who work remotely and kind of feel that they lost their way to create their own having it all. Her motto, trust the process while hacking your work-life flow. And yes, if you were listening to last week's podcast, you recognize Sylvia Jagla. She's coming back for the second episode. So, hello, Sylvia. Thrilled to have you coming back here today. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you again. <laughs> and if you can't wait, you can jump on the website right away. It's sylviajagla.com to have more info. But in this episode, she will share wisdom and tools on what she's doing now. So, Today, we are, we'll talk about resilience, a bit about burnout, about finding your power, entrepreneurship. Well, let's dive in. So, Sylvia, you present yourself as a resilience mentor. What does that mean? And I know it's not the only thing you're doing. <laughs> you have more faces, but let's begin by, by this. Resilience mentor. Um, so, after going through two burnouts in my life, um, by myself, I just realized that we tend to find ourselves in anxiety, stress, and most of the time, actually, some chaos as well, over and over again. Mm. And this is basically our outer world where we don't have control over it. So the only thing what we can control is our inner self. Yeah. This is the only thing what we can control. And this is why I started to focus on with different ways I blend the Western and the Eastern world together and focus on your inner world, how you can set yourself up and control outside of yourself what you can, but mainly how you can deal with your attitude, with your energy, with your actions and way of thinking throughout the whole day in order to really increase and strengthen your resilience muscle because the resilience muscle is something like anything else like you're when you're running you're running more often so your muscles start to get stronger the same with resilience yeah it needs resistance i mean yeah okay i'm gonna be a bit um maybe mixed mixed up with that because i always say i take people from resistance to resilience but actually, to build resilience, we need resistance. If everything so, is just plain and we, we never build that muscle, as you say. Yes, absolutely. And I call it go with the flow. And when yeah. I say flow, I mean that it goes just like that. Yeah. And so it's a last... down for guys who don't look at the video. She's <laughs> exactly <laughs> doing a wave. So it's up and down and up and down again and up. And exactly. And I think <laughs> naturally, yes, a naturally life provides exactly this flow where you just yeah. you know have some 
hopefully some silent and cozy and comfy places. Mm -hmm. And then where you can just go and have resistance in any way, maybe fear, maybe physical or mental limits, where you just want to evolve and expand mm -hmm. in any different ways. And I do it on a regular basis, to be honest. Um, so, for example, I just signed up for the Spartan race in Munich at the beginning of April. And I know this is going to be my resistance and resilience day this <laughs> year to the max to go. It's for everybody who doesn't know it. It's just a run where you just have to overcome obstacles along the way. <laughs> So this is what I can recommend for everybody. And it doesn't have to be something like that, of course, but really make sure that you get comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah. and you put certain things where you, you enjoy them actually. So you can get small things and get out of your comfort zone, feel it and feel then when you go through it, you will see the growth and you will see that your flow is going to be next time different. And this is, from my point of view, the gentlest way to prepare yourself for situations where you just don't have control over it. Because this is what you can control, right? I sign up for the Spartan, I go there. Mm -hmm. And then there are certain events, obviously, in our life where you don't have control over it but you are able to apply your resilience muscle. Yeah, and it makes me think, guys, you want to, if you didn't, you want to go back to last week episode and listen to it because you will understand what Silva just shared. There is a lot of that <laughs> in the last episode, so it will be really interesting for you. But yes, and, and yeah. a, a, long, a long journey with, with resilience. Yes. Not, not by choice for such a long time. <laughs> and it makes me think about this whole play with the resilience and resistance and the, maybe it's also um, I mean it's the way I see it at some point we have to let go of the inner resistance to what's happening because of course when something like tough time happens the first thing that comes in mind is no <laughs> in many different ways but just no I don't want that but actually, to find resilience, at some point, we need to find a yes to, yeah, it's happening. And I guess this is what you called flowing, going with the flow. But then finding resistance outside of you, so doing a Spartan race, for example, or in my case, going to cross an ocean, or this kind of stuff, then it's resistance around you. And to this, then, yeah, it makes you grow because now you have to level up in some, in some way and you have to find resources that, Maybe you have, but you, did, you forgot you have, or you need to grow them a little bit, or you need to find other resources that you don't know you have, or you don't have any. And so it makes you, like you said, it expands you. It, you grow outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you guide your clients through that? How do you mentor your clients through that, to find that? It's very individual where someone is and where someone has to get mm -hmm. in order to be able to manage such a, such a situation, for example. So just to keep it maybe general, it's most of the time it starts with trust, um, mm -hmm. especially for leaders, for people who are entrepreneurs, to give away something. You have to trust someone 
to do something for you and delegate. When you don't have to trust, you're not going to give it away. You're going to do it by yourself because you think you can do it by yourself better or have any other mm -hmm. kind of thoughts. You know, someone is not doing it the way I wanted to do or I have to I have work because I have to delegate it and explain to someone, etc. We have then the 100 million thousands of um, excuses. But it, it, then it comes to the trust, to trust yourself at the beginning that you can actually really explain it to someone and the other person is capable of doing what you want them to do. So you trust yourself and then you are able to trust someone else just to demonstrate because resilience, I think you, you can agree on that. It's like, a, it's like a rainbow. It has so many different colors for every single person. Um, and resistance as well. It's not that, you know, what is maybe a resistance for me doesn't have to be resistant for you due to our experience and our whole journey. So just to demonstrate one example and with the trust is really to set up yourself, where is it coming from? So what is my trigger? What was the situation? Then write it down, really get it out of your head and create the awareness of what do I have to set up myself to in order to make this action happen. So for example, do you have a checklist for the person so that you can delegate this topic to the person and they can just you work with the checklist. So you trust yourself that you've gave away all the necessary topics in order to manage this task and the receiver has a checklist and can do it and then you can move from there. And this is for some people, by the way, a very big thing, but it really depends on where you want to create resilience and what is your topic which triggers you. And for many of us, it's also, am I enough? And the worthiness, yeah. right? Yeah. Am I? So many it's people. such a big, and it is, by the way, no matter how far you came and no matter how much you have about being enough, this is the trigger for so, so many people who are giving, who are having actually the, the biggest successes as well. They're just asking, is that enough? Yeah, that's crazy, right? But not so long ago, I came on Oprah Winfrey who was sharing in a video I saw and she said, you know what? The vast majority of people who she interviews, and she interviews people who like made it, right? If you're on the Oprah Winfrey show, you're, you're somewhere in your, in your journey. So people like Obama and so on, they all were in some way or another falling into this I am, am I enough trap. Like, was I good? Was the interview all right? Was, you know, this out? So yeah, it's, it's not a matter of where you are in your life or... In some way, I see that as maybe we have to get used to this doubt and see it for what it is. It's just a, another story we are telling ourselves. It's not the truth. <laughs> Yes, and this, uh, this comes along with the detachment of your thoughts. Yeah. And this was, by the way, one of my biggest uh, breakthroughs in order to create my inner flow and my inner freedom because I truly believe that location independence is not, or our online business doesn't, both of them don't equal freedom at all for me. Uh, from personally. So when I'm talking about having my freedom and living my free spirit, um, it truly means no matter where you are, you can live 
your life to the fullest and no matter what kind of challenges you face you are able to cope with them one or the other way so maybe you have to change it or whatever but you are in control of your mind and yeah. to a certain extent it's of course not always easy and i think this is our epidemic way of being overwhelmed by the way nowadays mm. because we have constant information like constantly when you get out of meetings you get out of work you get on you get on either on on the train or on the subway and or on the car you're listening to the radio or you have your phone in your hand so you know we are constantly bombarded with something and this is of course creates a lot of patterns um, in our brain and in our mind but when you know and understand that your thoughts are coming from nowhere suddenly they are also going to nowhere if you don't grab them. Oh, I love this image. So if you don't <laughs> grab the foot and you yeah, going to nowhere. <laughs> it's actually like it's like it's it's like the, it's like a cloud. It's just like it's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you just just you don't grab it, you just think, okay, am I good enough? You don't think further. You don't grab it. You don't think, okay, was it now good enough? I think it was. Oh, maybe not. I should test the am I good enough and let it move on yeah and when you realize that you are not your thoughts that they are coming from somewhere and they are going to nowhere um, you know that you're not the thoughts and then you start to see yourself differently you start to realize the reality in a different way and also that whatever we are talking now about it will be experienced different by each and every single of us yeah. It's just a fact. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, in one way, that's what makes us so interesting. <laughs> and that's what makes me continuing to, to do the work I do, for example. It's, it can look like it's always the same thing and explaining kind of a variation of the same thing to different people. But then you tell exactly the same sentence to one person and it will show up differently. Like I was just... Uh, talking with you about this question I ask uh, to every guest on my podcast, what makes you feel alive? And I get an answer, totally different answer each time I ask this question. And it's always the same question, exactly word for word. So we are so in interesting for that. But you're right, yes. as soon as we grab a thought, then it becomes something. And it becomes a thing that we can even grow into something bigger. And then it can become our identity or... So yeah, not grabbing it in the first place is a big gift we can make ourselves. And it's not easy, you know, it really, yeah. I'm, I mean, easier said than done. And I, exactly, and it, you, are, you sometimes succeed and sometimes you just yeah. have to go through it. And, and that's okay as well. And this is another point, uh, part what I really try to provide to as many people as possible is about kindness. Mm, yeah. Um, because we rush through life, we are most of the time, especially when you are creative, you have so many things, then you are ambitious and driven, which is, by the way, very driven by our masculine energy. Um, and this is all good as long as you are able to be kind along the way to yourself. And yeah. when I say kind, I mean crystal clear. 
and take responsibility for what you are doing. And when you are crystal clear to your words yourself, you take the responsibility and then you create this feeling towards yourself when to get away from the laptop and go for a mindfulness practice or just grab a coffee without a phone, without anything and drink a tea and create those triggers for yourself within the day in order to be able to go always back and out of this whole rushing. And this is again for me part mm -hmm. of the flow because you know, we are going most of the time like that. And then you have to allow yourself to go gently down and again up. And this is resilience for me yeah. to be fine with both of the states and not only, you know, be high. And like I've mentioned before, there is like a lot of hormones are going on in our body and to be aware of it, that you have lots of natural biological structures within yourself mm. that you just can you can work with it or you can just let it happen and then kind of act <laughs> and react and all the things but it's way much easier to understand when your body is giving you for example yeah. i had in my corporate lives i had at round about three or four p.m my body was so full of adrenaline mm -hmm. and cortisol and it was like really lots of stuff was going on a lot of things were in my body that my stomach would shut down and I would get a lot a little bit of a stomach kind of not pain but it was closed if that mm -hmm. makes sense I would was a little bit I just felt my stomach and your stomach has um, more nerves than your brain and for some people it's actually the gut feeling if this is maybe what people can work with so your gut feeling and so my stomach would tell me now it's enough you know when you start at seven or eight a meeting marathon, what maybe many people can uh, resonate with as well. Yeah. You, my body just told me that I need a break. But what I wouldn't do is just, first of all, admit it to myself. Because, you know, women don't cry and they are hot and they don't want to be any weak or anything else. And I would push further rather than getting really out, setting myself. You can block half an hour and take a break there and grab a tea, grab a coffee, or go for a walk, whatever feels right to you. Many companies are opening up now, even some meditation places where you just can go into silence and really put some small ways. Nowadays, I have alarm clocks on my phone, so I don't forget to get up from my laptop <laughs> because when you're passionate about it and get out of your head over and over again, and bring some yeah. awareness so your, your body is able to cope with the hormones. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot in what you just shared. And something that I see happening a lot, especially for solopreneurs or freelance, is what you said. We do something we love. So it's really easy to feel like I'm not working. It's just passion. And you can still burn out from that. <laughs> you still have to stop. and and Many times and most of the time when you need to stop, it's some moment where you, you think that you cannot stop because you have so much to do and you have this deadline. And, and so how do you find ways or how do you help your clients find ways to feel that, okay, exactly because now you think you, could, you cannot stop, that, that is the moment to stop because if you don't do that, 
then the next step is the burnout. It's not like maybe it's the relationship between overwhelm and burnout when the, when before going into burnout, there is this moment where you feel like you're losing everything because there is just too much. But it's mm. exactly the moment where you feel also that I cannot stop. I have to do, to do this. Mm. So how do you find the balance mm. between those two? Because you cannot so just I, disappear in a cave and do meditation for three weeks. <laughs> exactly. So what I've mentioned before, put alarm clocks on your phone. Uh, this is one thing where you just remind yourself, especially when you are passionate about what you're doing. Mm. And I totally understand. And you know what I recommend everybody at the beginning to take a step back, especially when you love what you're doing and when you're an entrepreneur and make sure that you know the big picture. Yeah. Write down what is your why. Come back to your values because when we tend to get overwhelmed and burn out is a little bit tends to get overused because they are different. So when we are overwhelmed and tend to get into the burnout, and I got diagnosed with burnout, and this is something again something physically and mentally something what you can feel. But when you get really to the state, take a step back get out and write down what is your big why and what is your vision, why you are doing it. And then pick exactly one thing mm. what will bring you to this point where you dream about to get to. And this one point is most of the time still a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that it's like only one task. <laughs> this is, but then you will realize that you have to go there and along the way make, and this is, I just hired, by the way, the first team member a few days ago, along the way, ask for help. Yeah. I mean, this is what many people don't do so often. I think I get asked from someone like about the podcast, anything, almost every single day. Mm. So I have now scheduled when I reply to people and give some um, resources and some feedback for free on a regular basis, where I just support them. Um, so ask for help. This is so important. Get a mentor and really go with them. And this is what I do with my business and leadership. Mentoring and consulting depends on what you're doing. It's, you get help to really sort it out. So this would be the second thing. And last but not least, really schedule, and this is magic, schedule your day after the evening before oh, what yeah. are the three main tasks what you want to do and i have here look this is my my tasks thing it will be filled the evening before i have it always with me uh, and i keep it and you can have the three main tasks and then you can still have some things below it but your mind is triggered in such way that you get lost overwhelmed mm -hmm. and when you see many many things and along the way seriously and this is what I cannot stress enough be kind to yourself yeah. I'm really passionate about kindness towards ourselves and others so still I just like today our meeting is now one hour longer than actually expected so I have to adjust my day a little bit in order to get my stuff done and it's okay. I will actually probably skip one of the things what I was planning to do today and was scheduled for tomorrow. So allow yourself to be flexible along the way. 
Nothing is set in stone, but create the structures. So just to sum it up, first thing, create your big why and the vision. So you make sure where you want to go. Pick the one thing you want to focus on right now. And because when you do everything, you do nothing. And the third thing mm. is what I can highly recommend is really schedule your next day, the evening before. And then you can move on to the week and months. And I have actually planned uh, my whole year here in months. <laughs> so I know when to focus on what. And this is a moving target, uh, by the way. It's not nothing is set in stone. But I know when I want to do certain things and have an overview. And I feel that I really create my flow. Yeah. Yeah, this is a huge one. I'm, uh, I'm totally a fan of that. Actually, mine for the year, I do it with post-its so I can take them in, take them in other words because they are moving all the time. Like I need this kind of flexibility, but at least it gives me, it's like if I was taking something that will run into my mind and I put it there so I don't have to keep it there all the time and like, you know, mental pattern. And, and you have the overview, you know, you just yeah. have the feeling that you know what is coming. So that yeah, I know just having the overview is already like taking power over, over it. So it's not exactly. that maybe and you're like, no, it's like, okay, it's more or less going to be like that. This is what I want to do. Let's see what happens. But <laughs> this is, it gives you a direction. Exactly. And you have an overview and your mind is not dealing with the unknown yeah. because the unknown is just by nature very challenging for many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes like the little trick, one thing you mentioned, knowing the day before, planning the next day, I was doing that in a different way. So I do the three most important things for a long time. It helped me very much having clarity. Like it's so much easier when you have only three things on your plate. And, I, and you know there are other ways, but you know your priorities. But I was doing this the morning for the day. And I, then I switched from the Whatever day. Whatever works. Mm -hmm. And so it really works better for me. So sometimes it's just finding as well little tricks that works better for you. Like you say, whatever works for you. For some people, it will be the day before. For some, it will be in the morning. But finding always the ways that we can be good, not only with what we do, but the way we, we do it. And this has a lot to do with uh, be kind to yourself. I cannot agree more on that one. Yeah, because I mean, there are, I think, one million routines out there. Yeah. I mean, I, if, I'm not even sure if that's enough. <laughs> and what we, when we tend to do is just really then create our routine and then get stressed throughout the routine. Yeah. And like, what's the point? really what's the point <laughs> and this is this comes back maybe to your to the basic and to the core of this whole work do you really want to be healthy and feel contentment and enjoy the process or do you really prefer to create the stress and this is just a conscious decision and both are fine right mm -hmm. because some people love it to be you know busyness and all the stuff and that's really no judgment in one or the other direction. But when you choose to live and you want to strengthen your resilience muscle, 
And once you make up your mind, you can then start with the processes and start to really check it out and check out what works for you and the flexibility along the way. Because we are all different. So one routine will not work for another one. And I truly believe that your body has the power and your mind is even more powerful. But when you are able to work with both of them and feel your spirit, you're going to be able to enjoy the process even though it's sometimes uncomfortable and even the uncomfortable will be then part of you, especially as an entrepreneur, it gets uncomfortable. I mean, that's for sure. This is so sure. Like, like (laughs) nothing else can be probably more. It will be challenging. Yeah. And in one or another way, in one or another time, it, it somehow you have to be able to cope with it or do something else. I mean, there are just the two options. Go for it, but just don't do it. Mm. And once you are aware of that, I think the most important thing is to know yourself. And this is what many people don't really, really to know yourself what you need and then be aware what are you, how you cheat yourself (laughs) and how to set the triggers in order to uh, to overcome it. So I can tell you now one really true and raw and real example is mm-hmm. that I signed up for the Spartan and I have now so many things on my plate. I love them all and I would love to do them all the time, like 24-7. But I signed up for the Spartan, so I have to train as well. So there is no option to sign up and go for a Spartan and not yeah. be physically ready. Yeah. I move my body every day except when I'm sick. So I had maybe with, I just came from Brazil, from Argentina. I flew from Argentina five days ago to Berlin. I went for a run the day after because after sitting, traveling and the airport and plain air, I love fresh air. It was zero degrees. Can you imagine it? I came from 35 degrees to zero degrees. I opened the door and the moment was like, ah, <gasps> Oh my God, this is so much colder than I remember. <laughs> so my mind was like, you know, maybe just go inside, you could get sick and all the things. And then it's said, no, like you, the go just for half an hour, just a little bit of movement and meditation every single day. I do yoga and meditation every single day, a little bit, running depends on I'm just mix up and keep it flexible depending on how I feel am I strong enough to go for a run or do I go for a gentle yoga practice or a hatha yoga practice but the first thing in the morning I meditate every single morning in order to be able to master my mind every single day yeah a lot of what you're sharing comes down as well to be kind to yourself and realize I mean a lot of time we set these intentions and maybe this routine and then we feel bad because it's not working. But instead of being kind to ourselves and saying, well, it's not working. Maybe I'm just not ready for that. And I can just change a little bit the routine so it goes better with what, where I am now. We're like, no, I can make it. <laughs> and we are beating ourselves for failing, but we are setting up ourselves for failure as well. So it's like a, a dead end. And instead of then 
gradually growing to where we, uh, we want. We just discourage ourselves totally and eventually get really exhausted, for example, for just trying and then failing all the time. And <laughs> so I feel like this thing, kind to yourself, is a really, really big one, like acknowledging all the efforts we are doing already and how we can support ourselves instead of beat ourselves up because we are not where we would like or it's, it's also a way of enjoying the journey. Absolutely. And another um, big thing for many is the fear of failing. Really, the, yeah. especially in Europe, it's like not even an option. And I just mentioned in a podcast before and even in my own life, like really going into a situation and opening up the conversation and the culture about nobody is perfect. Yeah. And there has never, ever been even one project I was leading or I was part of when something happened, what was actually just, you know, someone screwed up and including myself. I mean, this is, we are human beings. So why? I don't even understand why we would expect and create the stigma in our society about perfectionism and not failing anything and not screwing something up rather than telling ourselves, oh man, so great, I screwed it up and this is what I've learned and next time I'm going to do it that way. Yeah. Just, and I, I highly recommend you to and everyone and I do it by myself, oh, at the end of the week, what did I screw up? <laughs> like, again, responsibility, being kind mm-hmm. and crystal clear towards yourself. What did I screw up? Why, how, what did I learn? And how do I going to do it next time? Mm-mm. It's just part of the process. Yeah, so... I wanted to, to talk about well, so, so many things, actually. Maybe first, I would like to come back quickly on burnout as quickly as possible because it's a big subject. But it, you said something that I totally agree with. It's a word that is being used uh, a lot. Actually, a lot of words in the mental health uh, bag, like anxiety, depression, burnout, they are being used a lot, even stress. Uh, but really, we go to the definition of, okay, what it really is and how we can use it in a, in a better sense. So what is burnout? Well, in different countries, <laughs> in <laughs> Germany, you can diagnose it, and others not. It's really, yeah. I, I read even recently a paper about the, the, the newest one. It's, there, is, there are different definitions of it. I think what most of the people agree on is to keep it into a picture you are a candle and yeah. when you feel that your light is just dimming down and you cannot burn anymore this is probably the sign that you tend to go into a burnout and of course different aspects different levels of all the things it's like the burnout itself is a big thing and it, again it depends really on culture as well from i've learned now many different cultures mm-hmm. and it depends, but generally speaking, it's like the candle and when you cannot burn anymore and shine and light, you just feel it goes down, then I would start to think, okay, am I going towards burnout? I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. You're working, so we talk about resilience a lot, but you're working with burnouts a lot, right? You're helping mostly entrepreneurs, if I understand well to avoid actually burnout and maybe recover from 
to structure, yes, and to create an organization to expand as a leader and to expand the organization to either avoid or when they are actually in the way mm. um, to really make sure that you set yourself up in a way that you are able to light up and to shine. And this is, again, very individual and it's easier said than done. Yeah. But this is actually the main goal and to realize by yourself, when do I get into the direction? Mm-mm. Because when we are busy, when we love what we do, when we are passionate, it's sometimes late, late, late. Yeah. <laughs> One minute before 12. And there's always a solution. There is always a way. It's just that I want to encourage everyone to live every single day the best version of themselves. And this is part of the resilience and burnout mentoring to create awareness. When am I going towards that direction? Because most of the time we don't even know. Yeah. We don't, do you know the people who are kind of like very cynic and they are so almost aggressive and they are kind of really always looking for the next thing which is coming around? Mm-mm could be for many people the first sign into the direction. So there are certain things and I'm not, a, I'm not claiming to be a doctor. I am not. Um, I, I did my yoga teacher and therapist training in India. Mm-hmm. So I provide alternatives, not any school medicine or medical advices on that. I've went through myself by myself twice through a, diagnosed burnout and had a tinnitus because of that in my early 20s when I just was working for a long time seven days per week and it was basically just nature of the way of living and then later on another complete shutdown in one of the biggest projects where everybody was just kind of by nature and I just realized that, you know, you can get out of it and this can have different outcomes for every individual. Yeah. So it's just really tune into yourself, check in if a mentor is the part of who can help you get out there. Or do you want, or are you in a country where you can actually go to a doctor and you feel like you need an, a, a doctor and um, any advice from them? Um, for me personally, it was that, Tinnitus is, you cannot heal it with any medicine. So they gave me some tablets. I refused to take them because there was not, no solution. And back then, it's now a long, long time ago when I was in my early 20s, it was not even such a big world how, like, how, like it is right now. Yeah. And back then in a small village, it was almost like, you know, how can you have a like, burnout, you know? Yeah, like, it wasn't even a thing, yeah. Exactly. It was not even a thing. And I healed myself with my tinnitus. Most of the people have it for their whole life. And it's sometimes very strong. It's like the sound in your ear. And I was able to hear myself with lots of yoga and meditation, tune into my body and reduce lots of, you know, create the hormones what my body needs, reduce some hormone productions in order to allow my body to be able to cope with all the things. And my lifestyle changed quite a lot as well. Mm. It's very individual and depends on every single person. But in generally speaking, when you feel that your candle goes down and you cannot shine anymore, 
I would check in with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, especially for burnout, it, it's often too late. Like the limit is passed and then you turn out and you say, oh, I went too far. And sadly, that's when most people get diagnosed, when they're already in. So as you say, if you can see the signs before and realize you don't have to go there, then yeah, it's better for everyone, actually. I mean, I, I, I know part of your work is with women and it's important for you as a person as well. And I want to know what gave you the push, this push to work with women. What did you notice that you have to do something? Mm -hmm. so for me personally I grew up with two men my mom died when I was at the age of six I am basically not a typical role model of a woman by nature because I have, haven't had it in my surroundings for the most part of my life and working in corporates with the leaders, the managers the top management, again mainly men for a long time and then it, it was, but I had always my girls, you know, my dear friends for almost over 30 years. And the thing with ladies and women in my life is that I cannot see how many are pushing so much for performance rather than trusting their potential. Yeah. I want to encourage each and every single one to you know how it is a normal for a man to go to a bar for to watch the match. I want to encourage the woman to go for a Sumba, Salsa or Yoga because this is their match. And there is no, you just really own your power and go for whatever you want without any regrets, guilt or excuses. And moreover, I think women, and this is what I love to do as well, is create what men have and what I have with men as well, by the way, but it's the big circle where we support each other. I just read recently a paper about that venture capital goes only to 2% of women, 98% to men created businesses. Can you imagine that? Mm. And reality is we all want to create what you know when you're ambitious you want to go for it and once we got somewhere we tend then to do it by ourselves because it was so hard to get there rather to open up the circle and go and rise together and this is one of the things what i truly love and gonna do more and more so i've been doing it in the past and i want to open up a space where we women and men as well, but I support women in particular in certain ways. I connect them, etc., because this is what men do naturally, all yeah. the time. And that's that's all. That's really the main um, my personal dream that we will be able to do that. That there is no competition. There is cooperation and complementing. Wow, that's beautiful. That's actually a very nice way to end the podcast on this wish and on this beautiful note. Is there anything that you want to add to this podcast before we end? Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, the final thing what I would just like to share is to go with the flow and trust the process. 
it's always, always everything that they worth living. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope your listeners too, and I'm sure you got so much out of it. You can find more and connect with Sylvia on our website, sylviajagla.com, and it's written S-Y-L-V-A-A-G-A-G-L-A. I think I got the, I mixed up the word. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, and you can find her on Instagram with the same as well. Every link will be on the website. In, as usual, I will put all the links on the Facebook, uh, on, the, on my page in the show notes and that's the end of the zip of this episode my god it's getting really messy this episode is so getting pretty I'm messy <laughs> so i'm just going to say thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening and for the time it's been such a pleasure and never forget you're not alone we all have any kind of struggles every single day each of us we are not alone we are all together on this journey thank you so much for having me well, and thank you for being there. Really, it was really interesting. I really appreciate this conversation. And I'm sure, guys, you appreciate it too. So thank you, for everyone, for listening. And if you like what you hear, check the website, integralialife.com, for the show notes and the links. Leave a comment. I love reading your feedback. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it on iTunes, and you will help more people get access to this information. Till next time, and until then, keep sparking life and going from a live-ish to a live. Bye-bye, à bientôt.